Hey y'all, Alex here. I hope you all are doing well and staying safe during this time. I am so excited to introduce today's guest. Her name is Allison and she is the host of the Bodies podcast, which is one of my absolute favorite shows. So if you aren't aware, please go listen. Please subscribe and support her show. A quick disclaimer here is that this conversation is not for little ears. So if you are listening with kids in the car or children around, I would press pause and wait until you're alone. We're talking about sexual health, and I hope you find our conversation insightful. Take care. Hi, I'm Alex L., and I write books for a living. The Hey Girl podcast was created with sisterhood and storytelling in mind. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Join us as we journey through sharing together. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hi, Allison. How are you today? I'm good, Alex. How are you? I'm doing well. I am honored to have you on the show, and I'm so excited to be able to chat with you. But before we get started, can you please let the Hey Girl listeners know who you are and what you do? My name is Allison Barringer, and I host and produce a documentary podcast called Bodies. And each episode is one person's journey to solve a mystery about their body. Mm. I love your show. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I am a huge fan of your show and just want to extend gratitude to you for having this platform out there and this audio experience out there for folks to be able to learn from and dive into. It's truly phenomenal. So I want to talk about Bodies and why you started it and Mm -hmm. also your journey through building community on your podcast platform, but also offline and getting people really closer to their bodies and asking these questions and perhaps greeting themselves with more curiosity. Mm Yeah. I got the idea for bodies probably about at this yeah about around 4 years ago and I feel like so many great works of art it's inspired by a personal experience so at this point gosh like 5 or 6 years ago I was in a relationship the guy I was dating I was in love with him thought I was going to marry him things were going great and I was around 24 at the time and all of a sudden sex became painful and I never had any issues with painful sex before and you know at first I was like oh it's just cuz we've been you know I was away so I hadn't been seen him for a while and then it just got worse and worse. And eventually I went to my gynecologist and I explained to her what was going on. And by this point, it was like four or five months after the pain had first started and it was really starting to affect the relationship. And my gynecologist was basically like, oh, lots of have lots of women have pain with sex. Use more lube, you're fine. And you know, obviously it was like completely devastated. And, you know, I kind of was just like, okay, I guess this is just like how my life is going to be. And then a few months later, I met this woman who shared her own story and she had had painful sex too. And it turned out to be the birth control pill. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I had never, ever in a million years thought that the birth control pill could cause painful sex. And she ended up connecting me with her, with a specialist named Dr. Goldstein, who I eventually saw and went and saw him. And he was like, yep, this is a classic case. I see this all the time. And so this personal story ended up being the first episode of Bodies. And basically what I found 
found was like, once I started looking into this and talking with more people, I realized a couple things. Like, first of all, so many of my friends were having, didn't know actually all the side effects of hormonal birth control. And I'm talking, when I say hormonal birth control, I'm talking about the pill, but also IUDs that use hormones or like the implants and they can cause all kinds of side effects like low libido, painful sex, mental health issues. And then like, once I started digging into it, learned about the history of the birth control pill. And really like when I was going through this experience, I mean, it was really hard. I didn't talk about it with other people besides a few close friends. Like I was just really embarrassed about it. And then it took some healing and time away from it. But then I had started working on, you know, getting into podcast production. And I was like, you know what, I need to tell this story. Cause what I was realizing was like, none of my girlfriends knew about this. And so I realized this thing that would happen where like, I would tell my story with painful sex and the birth control pill. And inevitably the person would either tell a very similar story with painful sex and birth control or a story about fibroids or, you know, you name it, like any kind of health issue. And, and, and the story was all the same. It was like, you know, you have something wrong with you. You blame yourself. You go to the doctor, they dismiss you. Mm. You finally figure out what it is like through the internet or friends. And then you realize like, oh, the reason for my suffering is because of a sexist medical establishment, racism in medical research, or like you kind of like realize all the structural reasons for your health condition. So that's at the point I was like, oh, I think this isn't just like a story that I want to tell about myself. This could really be like the first of many stories. So that's how the idea of bodies was born. My morning routine normally consists of trying to get up a little early before the kids, getting my self-care silence in, drinking a cup of coffee or tea, and washing my face and just having a moment. There are a lot of great ways to start your day. Maybe you eat a nice healthy breakfast or meditate. But what about starting with making up your bed? Now, that doesn't really work for me because my husband is not up when I'm up. But when you make your bed in the morning, it starts a chain of daily successes. And I know this because when we are up together and we do make our beds right upon rising, I feel like the day does get off to a fresh start. What I love most about Brooklyn and Sheets is that I am more excited to walk in the room and see a freshly made bed with their beautiful sheets and offerings on them. The high quality sheets are great and at a low price. Their sheets are soft and well made, which you can't beat. And for the price, it is wonderful quality. Brooklinen was the first direct-to-consumer bedding company. They work directly with manufacturers and directly with customers. No middlemen, just a great product and service. They offer all luxury products without the luxury markup. Brooklinen also offers a variety of sheets, colors, patterns, and materials for your lounging needs, like their classic, cool, and crisp, timeless with a matte finish, luxe, sateen, buttery, smooth cotton sheets, or my favorite, the linen, which is airy and effortlessly chic, made with the highest quality flax in the world. Needless to say, Brooklinen sheets are the perfect place to start making your mornings great. Brooklinen is so confident in their product that all their bedding comes with a lifetime warranty. So get 10% off your first order and free shipping when you use promo code HeyGirl only at brooklinen.com. Brooklinen, everything you need to live your most comfortable life. Again, that's promo code HeyGirl only at brooklinen.com for 10% off your first order. So I want to circle back to getting essentially gaslit 
by medical professionals. Yeah. How did you learn how to advocate for yourself in a doctor's office, but also just your sexual health and your and taking ownership of your body and you're like, no, something is wrong. This isn't just something that should be brushed off. Yeah. And I think also, so I've been doing this work for now four years. And I remember even last year I had something else related and I went into the doctor's office and I was trying to advocate for myself and explain to her how I was, you know, going to try acupuncture because I'd done a lot of research and she totally dismissed me. And the thing that I did first was start crying. So like, mm -hmm. to be clear, I think that like, I'm definitely no expert or pro, but I think that, cause I think it's hard. Like you could know all the things intellectually, you can do all the research and then you get into that situation and there's just like still power dynamics there. There's still shame. But I think that in the ways that I've like moved forward personally, I mean, I really think it's a lot from my research and reporting for bodies, which is just like hearing again and again, stories of people who they were right about their bodies. And I think that mm -hmm, mm -hmm. one thing that I've certainly learned from like all the people that I talk to is about how, yeah, like we, once we tune into our bodies, we really do have a lot of knowledge. So I think it's like for myself, piece by piece. And also with like, yeah, in terms of advocating for my pleasure. I mean, when I was going through this experience when I was 24, you know, I grew up on a steady diet of like sex is penis and vagina penetration. And now right. like, that's not what I believe sex is. Like mm -hmm. it's so much wider than that. So I think kind of like, I think that I've definitely like come a long way in what my definition of sex is or what my definition of pleasure is and just kind of interrogating the assumptions or ways of thinking that I have that are just ingrained in so many of us, yeah, from our cultural upbringing. As far as community goes and the expansive community that you've built through Bodies and the other folks who have been on your show sharing their stories. And also, I heard you talking about your friend recommending you to her doctor and like how that is an extension of community. So if you were to loop all of that together, what have you learned about self-advocacy, your body, and speaking up when it comes to having not only a platform, but a community that needs this type of conversation in the world? Yeah. Well, I think that, so we had the idea when we started, when we launched Bodies two years ago to start a Facebook group. And I kind of always had the idea like Bodies isn't just a podcast, like there's a whole community around it and kind of like mm -hmm. in the tradition of our bodies ourselves, just this philosophy of like, we are the greatest resource of knowledge. And this like really beautiful thing has happened on the Facebook group where people, you know, come to like comment on the episode and discuss the episodes, but mostly people just like post their own personal health experience. And then people like chime in with recommendations. And there was this one woman who had posted like a year ago and then said, oh, like I listened to Allison's story. I've had painful sex. I've also had very low libido. Like I haven't been able to orgasm. What do you think this is? And everyone chimed in. They're like, it sounds like it's your birth control pill. There's also some doctors in the group. And I think it's like really important in this conversation not to like totally cut doctors out of the picture because I mean, yeah, doctors should be a part of this conversation. So doctors were chiming in and the woman posted again, like followed up on her thread a year later and was like, hey guys, I just wanted to check back in. I finally had an orgasm. I'm off the birth control pill. Like I'm doing wow. well. Um, <laughs> and so I think that like, you know, to your question about community and mm -hmm. advocating for yourself, like I really believe that having a community behind you first to, you know, acknowledge your experience and remind you like, yes, no, this is, this is true. Like you're not crazy. And here's these resources. And yeah, I believe in you basically. I think that gives people a lot of power to advocate for themselves. And I think that like, when I think about advocating for myself personally, I feel like the things I'm thinking about are like other stories that I've heard, like other people who have done, who have been victorious in those moments.
Are you a social drinker? Do you enjoy wine down Wednesdays with your girlfriends on Zoom after work? Did you have a little bit too much to drink once and woke up with a hangover? Well, Goody's Hangover is more than the natural supplements you've seen before for treating hangovers. With a history rooted in analgesics and putting an end to tough pain, Goody's Hangover has the right formula to stop pain fast and provide a boost of alertness. Goody's Hangover Powder temporarily relieves minor aches and pains due to hangover, headaches, or muscle aches. It also helps restore mental alertness when experiencing fatigue or drowsiness associated with a hangover. It's also easy to use. You can toss it back or mix it with water or any other non-alcoholic beverage of your choice. Goodies understands that you can't afford to let a hangover slow you down. And for a hangover that is real tough, you need real medicine. Now you can have a fun night on Zoom with your girls without worrying about the next morning. Goodies hangovers. Real medicine for real hangovers. Fast relief with a boost of alertness. Mm-hmm. I love that. So to switch gears a little bit, I want to loop in the self-care piece because that is heavy in the work that I do. And yeah. I love to be able to ask other folks what their self-care practices looks like during certain moments in their lives. So around the time you started Bodies, what was your self-care practice? And then how would you compare it to what it looks like now? I don't even think that I really knew the phrase self-care practice when I started four or five years ago. And I think it's like I've become more aware of it. I mean, to be totally honest, it's like creating, it's an interesting thing because in creating this podcast, I mean, it's grueling. I'm talking to people about like very intense, traumatic medical things. We have really tight production deadlines. We have a small team. And so the irony of it is like, you know, I'm reporting about how like stress is really bad for the body and all of this. And I mean, it's definitely really stressful. I think that I could be better, but I think that like my self-care routine is being like more intentional about the things that I think I would do before. Like I'm very much someone who loves to exercise. Like that is the thing that makes me feel good and spending time with friends. And so I think that I've always done those things, but I think now self-care to me is like being intentional. Like, oh, I just had a really intense interview session. Okay. Let's like call up a friend or like make sure after a really long week, I like schedule a long run. I'm very Mm -hmm. schedule calendar oriented. So scheduling in those things, Mm -hmm. a work in progress very much. I love that. That's honest. And that's true. I often say that folks who are givers, be it in their communities and their careers at home, what have you, sometimes we forget to refill our cup (laughs) and we forget to take a step back specifically, you know, when there are tight deadlines and things have to get done and work has to be made and all of that. I admire you for being able to say I'm a work in progress because all of us are. As we round out our conversation, what has been your biggest lesson since starting Bodies and which lesson would you carry with you? Are you carrying with you rather as you move forward and as you continue to report and research on these Mm. different medical ailments that folks are experiencing? 
It's a great question. I'm also today, as we're having this conversation, Alex, is the day that we published the last episode of this season. So I'm like, I mean, I know that you do a lot of work around personal storytelling too. And I just think that's so incredibly powerful. And I think that in a lot of the stories this season, we've kind of witnessed people like understand their own story in a new way. Like, for example, the first episode is about a woman with uncontrollable orgasms and she like figures out the medical diagnosis for it. But but she just figured it out like a few months after we sat down and talked. So over the course of making the episode, like my style and approach to documentary is actually to collaborate more with the person. It's not so distant, like reporter subject. Like I'm very much talking to the person to ensure like the heart of the story is in line with how they see their own story. You know, Angie was kind of like figuring out her story and like writing her own story as I was. It was almost like we were doing it in tandem. And then I've kind of like witnessed other people like make connections between different threads of their lives and how like their medical health journey helped them understand consent in a different part of their life. So yeah, I mean, I think that like, I've always been a big believer in the power of story, but I like, I really think that, you know, we talk about like sharing our story and how that's meaningful, but like, I really think it's really, really powerful because it allows you to like make sense of your story and it allows you to move through hard things because you can, you know, by storytelling, we make sense of our, of our own experience. So I think that like, yeah, just kind of the collaboration and working with people has just been a reminder of how powerful that is. And kind of as I'm thinking more in my career, like about workshops, and I know you do a lot of that stuff, like workshops or storytelling or education. So that's kind of where my head's at right now. Thanks for listening to the show today. Please rate, subscribe and review. Also, feel free to share with a friend. We love having our community grow. Music is by DC's own Kokai. The Hey Girl podcast is produced by Wayne Bertram and me, Alex L.